really interesting point. So the core product, having that in one brain, I think is a huge competitive advantage because communicating about core is just a tax because it's, it's got to work together anyway. It's like splitting that to multiple brains. Like, you know, before you know it, you've got, you know, teams working on something that should just be maybe in one person's head for first version. However, you're right about that. And I think one really, one really beneficial thing is that anything that's not core, meaning the simulator or the forecasting engine that I'm doing, I'm really trying hard to use off the shelf or package stuff. It's like, give me Stripe, give me Heroku, give me Django. So I just heated up seven hour old coffee. Oh man. <laughs> I I actually drank a little half cup of seven hour coffee this morning when I got up at six because I was up until two thirty. You're such a bad teenager, man. <sighs> I'm falling into some kind of rut again. And I don't want to be there, but I am, so I'm just I'm just confess <laughs> I'm confessing on air. <laughs> And it's uh, it's out of beta time of the week now. It is. Good, good morning. <laughs> good afternoon. <laughs> I'm not ready, man. I'm just not ready. Yeah. I'm not ready for it to be Friday afternoon. I don't know what happened to this week. <sighs> yeah, is it one of those? Yep. Um, we had Maya's dad, my fiance's dad, uh, visit this week. He actually just left half an hour ago. Um, so I kind of took two days off. Mm-hmm. to do road trips here in scotland which is nice and uh it was we had a good time but yeah. it's uh it's pretty disruptive you, to your week you're posting some lovely pictures on the slack yeah and lo- by lovely i guess we should qualify what that means <laughs> well it's ra- it's raining all the pictures highland romantic yes <laughs> <laughs> you know those mountains they look better with a bit of misty rain and some clouds and stuff so totally. it was fine <laughs> yeah that's good stuff Basically, all of the Scottish Highland, when you walk around, it's like walking on a sponge. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the Moors? Is that also? It might be. Okay. Yeah. Um, Never been there. It's wet. It's very wet, but it's beautiful. Yeah. Then we did the trips on Tuesday and Thursday. So it's felt. I feel like today is like the third day this week where it feels like a Monday. Oh, <laughs> uh, are you going to feel all like kind of anxious over the weekend like there's all this work i didn't do and i need to work even though it's saturday and sunday because i feel off um maybe Mm. i've been pretty good at planning my weeks and i knew that he was coming so that's right yeah i intentionally planned a little less but yeah i will work this weekend and when i say i took two days off like you know it's like i only worked an hour in the morning like doing bookkeeping stuff and then like only did two hours in the evening doing support stuff so i mean it's (laughs) Yeah, you, you were you were founder off. Exactly. Like I think we have a different definition of like taking a day <laughs> off. Totally. And I'm not driving like eight hours into the Highland without my laptop as well. <laughs> it's coming with me. That's great. Do you have to have a sat phone to tether to? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's actually a pretty good signal. At least you can always like go to the next mountain and then you'll you'll catch something. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, because people live out there. Mm. Yeah, so that's been cool. And then obviously the the other tradition when he's here is, or when everyone is visiting actually, is there's this uh, pub just like probably like 
500 meters away from here. Oh, man. Where they play uh, Scottish folk music every Wednesday. Oh. Um, and they have a whole wall full of whiskeys. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So I'm there's been like on a different challenges. One day I'm coming on a Wednesday, man. <laughs> yeah, sounds you should. So, so good. It's very good. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. It's great. Yeah. So, uh, cool, man. Do you want to do some updates? Yeah. Let's, let's go back to the maker manager. Uh, yeah, that, that'll help. Thing again. I need yeah. that crutch this week. <laughs> I need both crutches. Do you want me to go first? Um, or are you ready? I uh, go first. I hate to put you on the spot, <laughs> but yeah, if you would, my brain is still warming up after three hours of sleep. It is also earlier for you. Yeah. Um, it's funny you mentioned about working on the weekend. Um, because I feel like this this week actually kind of started on on Saturday for me, uh-huh. which probably made it made me feel more productive um, as well. Because um, Saturday morning I started playing around with uh, the static side stuff I talked about last week, and um, yeah. I I in Sketch I designed I, I kind of like redesigned the existing landing page I have for Branch and make it look a little bit more ready for twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of like thought about how to make it ready for my freemium launch, basically. Cool. Um, so I kind of designed that in Sketch, and then I started playing around with Tailwind CSS and the static side stuff to basically build out the whole site. And nice. It just turned into like a like oh like geeking out on Tailwind and Netlify and grit some the static side stuff, and it was just we had people coming over on Saturday afternoon. Yep. And Maya was keep telling me like, do you think we need to like clean the house or like prepare before they come? Like, yeah, I just need to like write one more line of code. And I was just such a yeah, teenager about I it. I know. It's like put the controller down, turn off the Xbox yeah. and come. I felt so room. bad because I I couldn't wait for them to leave so I could like start coding. Yeah. <laughs> I even showed them what I was working on because I just couldn't stop thinking about it anyways. Did, did Maya roll her eyes a little bit at that point? <laughs> I think that she always does. So I don't know if that was the reason. Yeah. I, actually, I'm going to interrupt because I you're you're playing with some cool tools, but I have to say I cannot... I don't think I have space in my mental RAM for that stack you mentioned. Like, if, <laughs> if somebody would just... Is there anybody who bundles those all those things you just mentioned together and like gives you i know what i mean i'm using webflow right now but i i don't understand the code that comes out of it but um this is like the coding version of webflow basically okay so maybe that's where i need so to the, the, the whole idea about tailwind css is you don't write css which is weird but basically they give you a set of utility classes that okay. are generated so you basically you give them some info about your project so they can generate like a million different um, utility CSS classes. Okay. And then in your HTML, you just apply all these classes, um, hmm. which feels almost like a Webflow because you have, so basically you'll have some sort of auto-update thing for the browser, auto-refresh, um, and then you have your editor and you just like add these classes, like at like, you know, padding for to this thing and then margin six to this thing and then they just like instantly just move around on the screen because you have the auto refresh okay um so it's a very very fast way of building um uis and it's just so fun man i i i got energized by it like i i really i think i hadn't felt felt like that for probably about a year since i started building branch um 
because I've just been so busy with other things and it just it it was just it gave me energy to be so excited mm-hmm. and it's like nice. you sit there and you after a while you realize oh my god I didn't go to the toilet for like yeah. three hours even <laughs> though I had to well, and it's just so bad <laughs> yeah that's that's you're in, <clears throat> totally in the flow that's that's great I yeah yeah it's interesting all the all of that I'm a little jealous in the sense of like I'm not that's not how I do front end work currently I you know I I don't use SCSS. I don't compile anything. I am old school vanilla, vanilla JS. And, you know, I've got some style sheets and like, I feel like the world you're in is, it would be an investment for me. And I just haven't made that investment yet. So the problem is I've got this debt on the marketing side, which is like, I can make a handful of changes to the web flow thing, but I don't have that level of control. So anyway, that's great, man. I'm, I'm happy for you. I think I also justify spending time on this kind of seed as a research project as well, because mm-hmm. it's pretty obvious. It's a pretty obvious thing that's happening to WordPress right now, where people are using static site generators and then WordPress as a backend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to make sure that <laughs> a tool like Branch basically makes sense between those things, when, or like basically yeah. as part of the stack. That's really interesting. How when you say. WordPress is a backend, like how close to the database are people discarding or kind of gouging out? Are you saying that it's just the HTML like um, a template level or do you get rid of a lot of the, the garbage? Basically, WordPress has a REST API. Mm. Um, so when you, hmm. with the REST API, you can grab just content. Your, yeah, but even if you used one of the site builder plugins for WordPress, they'll generate HTML for you. They'll be in the database. And then with the REST API, your static site generator can pull out the posts as HTML from the database and basically turn that into a flat file thing, a okay. static site. Okay, interesting. Huh. Yeah, it is actually very interesting. And <laughs> I had a conversation with a friend earlier today, actually, because um, he's very much interested in this as well. And uh, he just kind of like, he's he's excited about Branch at the moment because he thinks that Branch will be important in this, kind of this new ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And he he was asking me today how I, how I believe WordPress hosting is basically going to be charged in the future. Because um, uh. if you have a static site and you only use WordPress whenever you update your content or you, you know, basically have a new build, <laughs> Yeah. You don't care about like WP Engine 99.99999% uptime or whatever and mm-hmm. how fast it is. You don't care if it's fast at all, actually, because um, no user are going to like basically hit the WordPress side. Right. Um, so what are you actually paying for? Um, my answer was that I think you're still going to pay basically for like team access to the content admin area, basically WP admin. Right. And you're probably also still... This is something I would like to talk to to Derek Reimer about when he's working on Static Kit, but basically talk about how, oh man, I mean, you'll probably still be able to use WordPress, the WordPress REST API to basically add form content, form submissions and stuff like that. Now that you have a WordPress backend, you might as well use it for for the dynamic stuff as well. Very interesting. Um, but basically the, the guy, my friend today, he said... Um, that he thinks that because static hosting is so cheap. So basically, what are you going to pay for? You're probably going to pay to have your builds 
done for you. And that's that's where basically Branch enters the pictures. So I hope he's right, of course. Um, but it's just what I'm trying to say is it's important for me to understand this stack as well as possible and basically play around with it a lot and understand yeah. like how I can fit into that whole ecosystem. Yeah, that's great. There's definitely some disruption happening. So there. I can geek out this weekend as well now. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, well, you can. Or <laughs> maybe find out if people are coming over first. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, that, so I had a, like a strong maker start to the week. Um, nice. And then I also kind of wrapped up the prototype for the, the second hosting partner integration. Um, it's it's turning out really awesome. The It's going to be an epic update to the Pantheon one as well. Um, I implemented the same like kind of like type ahead thing I did with the Git repositories. When you create a new project on Branch, I did the same thing for basically your sites on the hosting platform. Oh, yeah. um, so that's super cool. Um, I have a technical meeting with them next week to basically implement the the you know the their recommended workflow. Um, that's like a big value proposition when I propose these integrations is that I can basically. I can bake their preferred way of doing things into the integration. Um, hmm. So I'm excited about that. Um, nice. Yeah. And then on the manager side, I uh, I had a meeting with the third potential hosting partner this mm -hmm. week as well, which was interesting. Yeah. I... Uh, I wanted to. I think it's the 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 partners that makes the most sense are the ones uh, with API access to their platform. Right. So actually, I just wrote a tweet and asked if anyone knew who had an API um, besides the one I always work, I already work with. Nice um, <laughs> little tweet hack. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah, I got I got two basically connection based on that. I have a meeting with another one later today, but. Um, yeah, on Wednesday, I guess I had a meeting with uh, with one company, um, a very productive meeting. They were actually super excited. I think I did something. I think you'll probably be proud from an <laughs> enterprise sales <laughs> standpoint. <laughs> Attaboy. Um, they kind of like, so there were four people on the call, um, which is already a little intimidating. Yeah. Um, and they, so they, they wanted me to speak first, of course. Um, but I tried to to basically keep it as short as possible. Nice. And then I I kind of switched around and I asked them or I told them that I I was very curious to know if this was actually something their customers wanted at all. Like if it's and I think the way I kind of phrased it was so like some of these other partners I have, their customers are very technical and very important almost. Um so they have this need I'm just curious, like, if your customers have this need as well, or if they they aren't that advanced, basically. Beautiful. That's not how I said it, of course. Sure, but sure. It's I think it's probably how they got it. Um, yeah, yeah. But then basically, these four four people started like trying to convince me that they absolutely needed to like That's have so this great. integration. Um, uh, it's 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 a beautiful thing. Um, and yeah, it's <laughs> it just changes everything. It, it it does. Suddenly, you're like, oh, this is not an upward. Like now, I can just ride that energy um, mm. throughout the rest of this meeting, which is we're all we're all aligned. Like we're not yeah. trying to convince one another of fundamental things. You know, no, that's great. Um, 
yeah so it kind of it stopped being a question of like if they wanted to have this integration it was more like a question of can we have it yeah how and when and yeah yeah that's great um so it's a smaller company than the other ones mm-hmm. and they have less features um so i'm not i'm still not 100 convinced it it's the perfect fit um but they were very they were super interested and they were very basically keen on working together on it um and their marketing person basically she was she sounded like a very skilled <laughs> marketing or very savvy marketer mm-hmm. um and she she was excited about like how we could basically promote this and she was already talking about webinars and um all this stuff that i like to hear so i think even though it's a smaller company it might be worth uh working with them because mm-hmm. um, yeah. probably they'll be able to prioritize this exactly. higher exactly exactly it's it's the whole, i mean that's kind of a a classic uh t- technique which is you know yeah. if uh, i forget which book this was but um i read this it was like you know working with any of these companies um number two and number three in the space are much more likely to to try mm. hard to work with you than, yeah. than number one and and it could be number 150 in the space but as long as they have an appetite um, yeah it's yeah, great there was this magic moment basically where they were telling me about like that they're basically rebuilding all their infrastructure and it's a very big project obviously but it, they basically had to pull back some of the features they have there are more advanced like git support and ssh stuff Hmm. Um, so, so right now, like they're missing some pretty critical features that a lot, like a lot of other hosts have. And there is this sort of like magical moment where I was like, it, it sounds like what you're saying is that branch could potentially like bridge this gap for your users. (laughs) And they were like, exactly. That's, that's big. Yeah. So I, I think I'll work with them. I think I might start small, um, see how little we can build um cool smart and then take it from there yeah um another manager thing that's been like bugging me down this week was doing trying to change my address <laughs> with stripe atlas oh um, i mean changing your address with stripe is easy but there are a bunch of different places you'll have to change it with and it's, it's harder when you're when when you're basically not living in the u.s because you need you need a US address, which you do with Stripe Atlas. You have like a registered agent. Right. Um, Somewhere in Delaware. But it's, it's pretty, it's not super transparent for me to understand like where I actually need to change my address. Hmm. So like with the IRS, the bank, all these different places. Um, yep. And I asked Stripe about it and they're super helpful, but basically they're saying you should talk to a lawyer about this. <laughs> and that just freaks me out. Like, why do I need to talk to a lawyer about changing my address? Because nobody wants the responsibility of giving you an answer. <laughs> yeah. So basically in Denmark, um, there's like a central register for everyone. Um, hmm. And that's where you change your address and then automatically your bank, your utility providers, ever th- like you just change your address one place. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, um, you're living like a 400 years in the future. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. It feels like it sometimes, honestly. Single point of control address updates would, <laughs> I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think I have some snail mail to do next week, um, hmm. but hopefully I'll sort that out. Um. Yeah, so I guess that's pretty much my week. I'm a little bit worried about the coming basically three weeks because the next 
next week we're going to Croatia. Mm-hmm. About I'm leaving on Thursday, so okay. Thursday to Thursday. So it's two weeks of travel disruptions, disruptions basically, and then the week after I'm going home to Denmark to help my parents move house. Um, so it's pretty, pretty uh, disruptive. Um, but yeah. I guess I'm used to it at this point, so I'll probably manage. <laughs> yeah, I had to lower my expectations of what I was going to get done by November 1st because of the travel, which is yeah. not to say it's not worth it. But yeah, uh, it's a holiday here on Monday. So those kids are out of school. And then Tuesday is like, there's no way I'm getting, basically, there's no way I'm getting any work done between uh, probably the end of today and the time I leave because there's just way too much stuff to get ready and work on and kids are out of school on Monday. So yeah, basically looking at two weeks of, of, um, low gear progress. Yeah. That's just how it is. It is. Um, but it will be, it'll be worth it. I think I can't wait. No, me neither. It's going to be so good to hang out again. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's been a, it's been a pretty long time, six months, uh, since the last time we saw each other. So, um, nice. Well, we could roll into my update, I guess. Yes, I think it's about time. It's about time. All right, um, you've had you had your time to wake up. I did, and I have. So thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's if I sound tired, um, it's because I have. Yeah, like I said at the beginning, I've entered this new. Uh, I won't even call it a groove. I've entered this this uh, spasmodic cycle <laughs> where where suddenly. Uh, I'll realize sometime in the afternoon on a certain day, like I've got a bunch of stuff to get done before tomorrow morning or else I'm just not going to feel good about my progress on things and put the kids to bed and I'll just, I'll do what I used to do a long time ago and sit down here at 10 o'clock at night and just start working again. And I really don't want to do that um, long-term and I don't think I'm going to have to, but I'm putting pressure on myself right now because I do feel this extrinsic force of, hey, we're halfway through, coming up on halfway through the program. And I just feel it, man. I feel like the, I need to have this thing out there by, you know, November 1st, let's say. And so like, in order to do that, it's not that I'm moving the goalposts, but there's just certain things that have, you know, that I, I feel like I have to have to get this thing out there. And you know, I agree with the feedback that some people give, which is like, wait a minute, this thing is super valuable and you haven't opened the floodgates yet. It's like, yes, but you know, you do have to think about things like first user experience and activation and onboarding and performance. And there's just some, there's a checklist that I'm going through Mm -hmm. and it's not that it's not features. I guess I feel good that it's not features. It's not like, Oh, if I just add this one more cool feature, it's not features. It's, um, it's the whole product, as they say, like the, um, yeah, just the performance is the thing. Um, can people upgrade a little on the fence about that, but like, I would like to launch with a premium version that gives people a reason to pay me money, um, out of the gate if they can, or if they want to. Um, so, so I'm, I'm really putting a lot of pressure on myself and like I'm meeting, I'm happy to say I'm meeting my expectations, but just. I'm just keeping up. So um, it's been, yeah, man, it's been kind of exhausting. I, I'm, I think this is going to be, a, I'm going to try to let my foot off the gas for a couple of weeks here because I'll be, where I get to by Monday will be a nice kind of resting place 
kind of an equilibrium. <laughs> um, and then I'll use these two weeks to figure out, okay, how do I use the last week of the month to match the accelerator again and get this thing out the door? That's the plan at least. So kind of meta to start my updates, but that's, that's where I'm at. I actually wanted to ask you today if building SimSAS is taking longer time than you thought, because that's definitely how I'm feeling with branch. It is period. Yeah. It's like, no matter how many people tell you this before you start, when you think about it in your head, you can see some sort of like path of how to do it. Mm -hmm. But I think there's just a like law of nature that no matter how long <laughs> you think it's going to take, it's just going to take longer. Yeah. And, and the problem is, is I'm, you know, you, you take three, it's not that I'm not. So here's the thing. Uh, how long has it taken for those folks? And I'm going to point to somebody very aspirational for a second. How long has it taken them to build superhuman? You know, yeah, it's, years. it's years. And, and what are they still doing? They're basically releasing it to a batch of people, learning a bunch of stuff, implementing those changes, and then giving it to a new batch and, and, and on and on and on. And I'm not, I'm not going to take that approach. And I think, I think that would be dangerous in a world where, you know, I don't have, um, you know, I don't have the millions of dollars in funding either. So I don't have the the total luxury here and I'm burning more than others in the cohort because I, I'm, I'm pre-revenue um, in the, well, not pre-revenue, but I'm very early revenue. Um, but where I was going with that is I have not, not released it. I, I, I released it. I released a version in April, learned a lot about what the product needed to be released a version in July. Then again, in August, then again, in September. So I'm, I'm letting people in. The problem is, or the challenge is, I learn suddenly that you know, if I learn that there's a change I can make that will make a material difference, like a 2x improvement on some aspect of what I'm doing, or even better, take something that I'm doing from a zero to a one, <laughs> then it's very tempting to do that too, right? Like, how can I not do this thing before I open the floodgates? Because it's going to take it from a zero to one. And like, those are the things that I'm working on. So for example, the activation stuff we talked about a couple of weeks ago, once I figured out how to activate people, like I'm not going to not do that before I send an email to 600 people and say, Hey, come on in. Like, <laughs> what am I going to have? Like 600 people not activate or, you know, have 1% activate compared to 20%. That's just not, that's just not smart. So what is it, right? Like what, when I say it's taking longer than I expected, it's like I expected to be able to email those 600 people probably like three months ago, <laughs> but instead I'm letting in 10 and learning, 10 and learning. And, and that's, that's psychologically hard, yeah, you know, but it's, I think it's smart. Like, what do you think? <laughs> I think so, but I think I, so right now, at one point I felt very stressed about this. I actually, I don't right now. I feel like I'm on the right track and I feel like I know, I know sort of what I need to do. I just, I've come to terms with the fact that it's just going to take a long time. And mm -hmm. I think, and I know Rob listens to this, so I'm just going to say <laughs> it <Rob>. anyways. <laughs> he has a lot of experience with this and I I think they probably be surprised as well about how long it takes, even though they know how long it takes because they've been doing this for 20 years. Yeah. They'll you also be surprised about how long it takes. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. It, it, some things take less time, but some things, um, the, the, the amount of time it takes just hasn't shortened. And if you can see my body language right now, I'm like, I'm literally like, it's like rubbing my hands together in anti. Like in, <laughs> I'm, I'm anxious, man. I'm like, I'm, I'm anxious wanting to get this out there. But um, I will say this, like when I let in the tiny little group last week, I remember I got that amazing feedback. It confirmed that I made the right choice to not let in the 600 because now the other 590, if they choose to try it out, are going to have a much, much, much better experience. My chance of converting them to a paid customer is much, much higher. Like I didn't burn that dry powder, as they say, that asset. And I've got to think of, I think you've got to think of your email list and the attention that you have as an asset that you get to burn through just like your cash. And if you burn it on, you know, a flawed experience or a flawed product that's materially flawed or, or that could be 2x better, 5x better, I think that's that's arguably a mistake, right? Now, if you don't have the time, you don't have the time, you don't have a choice. And like, I'll give you an example of that. Like when I started my first company, this is actually in a blog post I re-released recently, but there was a point where we were running out of money in less than 30 days and we had hundreds of thousands of free users and i put up a i put up a i put up a paywall in 30 days i didn't get to test it i didn't get to any of that but i had to wow. because if i because if i didn't do that we were going to go broke and have to shut down the company so you know, like yeah, i've been i've wow. been i've been there so time is a forcing function now that worked out but the problem is when you're on a roll because like when you yeah. when your company is doing really well you don't want to sell it because you might as well wait another month because your multiple is going to be higher yeah or you don't want to raise money because you might as well wait because you're going to get a better valuation and when you're keep like adding features like you're describing you might as well like wait another week before you let too many people in because they'll have a better experience yeah so of course it's a balanced act but yeah and yeah. there's 10 so and, and and then you have to look at the metrics right and the metrics say that the number of people signing up for the mailing list is not just going up the rate at which they're going signing up is also going up and the product is getting better so you kind of look and at if, all that and go okay even if the five people that signed up a year ago it's stale like i just had 15 sign up this week and like they'll wait three weeks right <laughs> because yeah. and that's three times more so it, it is a it's a weird math isn't it a calculus if right your product development stalled you probably it wouldn't matter like you might as well just let people in there right exactly if, if you've run out of ideas and that that's the thing like i <laughs> i haven't run out of ideas and the feedback i'm getting is golden so like let me get to the maker yeah. side the update this week like i i got feedback from bear metrics um who i was working with directly after the webinar to get them onboarded to the product, which is really cool um, to work with a company that already has some scale. And uh, one of the things we noticed was like, this is, you know, we need to take advantage of ARPU somehow, right? And ARPU is average revenue per user. They've got a really nice trend in ARPU. You can go look it up on barometrics.com and it's going up into the right. And it's like, I kind of looked at that and I said, okay, I could release a version of this that doesn't leverage average revenue per user trends in any kind of intelligent way, or <laughs> I can spend a week thinking really hard about how to do that. And I chose to do that instead. And the mm -hmm. nice, the nice thing is like that just for me boosted my confidence so much in the product 
because there's a whole set of customers where that trend is a driving force in their revenue. And it's really hard to model that like with Excel or, you know, on a whiteboard, like it's very, very hard to, to model expansion revenue in a forecast. So having done that, I can now be much more bold in my marketing, in my acquisition efforts, like everything gets stronger and I think better. Um, and the product's better too. So like that was worth it. Um, but it, I, you also need a, you also need accountability partners in this kind of thing to say like, Hey, that thing you're thinking about working on, like that can wait, like that's not going to be worth it. <laughs> and so, um, whether that's you or other members of the cohort, Rob and I are like, I also need that, you know, reality check. So that that's part of the maker update. You want me to, I can kind of give the rest, um, quickly um but just like you talking about the arpu stuff just yeah, kind of made ahead. me think about the, the the other conversation we just had about how long it takes to build this kind of thing yeah like building a branch or simsas is not easy <laughs> and it's like normal people don't know how to build a branch or a simsas it's like yeah I, like most people i know in the wordpress space they wouldn't know how to build a continuous integration service and probably mm -hmm. most people you know in the startup space wouldn't know how to build a financial forecasting tool. No. It's like, it's both of our companies are pretty ambitious in terms of what we're trying to build as a solo person. And <laughs> we yeah. have competitive advantages, but it's still yeah. a big thing that we're trying to build. You know, you want one, one thought experiment on that. And I have had, I've had a lot of people, and this is always flattering, um, so, but that's that's not why I mention it. Uh, but I mentioned that to to say that's not why I mentioned it. Um, you know, they're like, wait, you're you're just one person. It's like, yes. However, standing on the shoulders of giants, I'm getting some help on the DevOps side from some friends. Like, it, it's not just me, but like, yeah, it, it's just me. Um, at the same time, if somebody asked you, hey, I've got this company over here. We've got four million in funding. Just pick some big number. Plenty of funding to hire a team for a while. How long would it take a team of four people to build a branch? Probably still take a long time. <laughs> yeah. What, and, and, and I guess the, I didn't give you any, uh, I didn't seed you with much, but the reason I, I think that's true. And I wouldn't be surprised if the failure rate was higher, like the number of times that team failed to even build a working branch was higher mm. than you right now. Mm. And I wouldn't be surprised if the average time to delivery was longer yeah that might be true but there's still i feel like that's true for the product itself like the core part of the product yes um, and like when yes. i the startup i worked with uh before going full-time on this we were basically seven people in the end i think yeah six or seven people they had two million in funding yeah um and everything took a long time, even though we were shipping a lot of code. Yeah. But it's not only the the core product itself. It's also like I know you're going. Someone with this. needs to sit down and build like the payment stuff and the yeah, invoicing yeah, stuff yeah, and yeah. new meetings and demos and all the other stuff that takes a long time. Totally right. So yes, that, that's a it's a really interesting point. So the core product having that in one brain, I think, is a huge competitive advantage because communicating yeah, exactly. about core is just a tax because it's it's got to work together anyway. It's like splitting that to multiple brains. Like, you know, before you know it, you've got, you know, teams working on something that should just be maybe in one person's head for first version. However, you're right about that. And I think one really, one really 
beneficial thing is that anything that's not core, meaning the simulator or the forecasting engine that I'm doing, I'm really trying hard to use off the shelf or yeah. package stuff. It's like, give me Stripe, give me Heroku, give me Django. In fact, don't even just give me Django, give me a Django package that puts together a bunch of really useful Django modules to do sign in, sign out, Celery, Redis, like all the things, um, emailing people when they sign up. Like I'm, I'm trying to use all of the packaged goods that I can for everything that's not core. And I think that's the only thing that allows me to kind of keep up with that team of four is like, I was able to implement. So my last maker update for me this week, um, one of my uh, earliest adopters wants to give it to their whole team. So they want their whole team to be able to sign, which is a team of like 15 to 30. They want their, let's say even developers, right, to be able to log into SimSAS and see the company's goals and metrics on any given day and forecast. So I needed to implement permissions and policies. And part of me was like, okay, I got to be fast. How am I going to do it? And like, I could totally hack and kludge that together. Like there's a thousand ways to implement that in a very hacky way. Um, but fortunately, Django has group level templated permissions and policies that you can apply to users, groups of users, view functions, individual functions in template. Like it's all there. So <laughs> I was able to implement a granular permissions policy and enable people to invite people in with those permissions in 24 hours, like with testing, you know, which that's only because I had the package stuff, right? But you're right. Like, that's one of nine things though. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Like, it would have been really nice if like while I was doing that, somebody else had been doing something else that's also just basic crud that needs to get done. Or even changing your business address. Yeah, exactly. Or taking your father-in-law on a road trip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So one, one other thing I've done with some of the money I've raised in addition to the tiny seed money is like having somebody help me out a couple days a week to do that kind of stuff so that I yeah. can just stay focused on product. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's how my week has gone, but I'm I'm excited. I've gotten all that out there, you know, and my first premium feature is out the door, which is the permissions and policies on teams. And I plan to release a few more premium features and then just focus on performance between now and the end of the month so that I can publicly launch this thing and have premium accounts. Good stuff. Yeah, man. I need to talk to you about like um, when I'm going to launch Branch as well. <laughs> I think maybe we can talk about it next week in person when we That'd do cool. the yeah. show. Yeah, you might be getting grilled about that there anyway. <laughs> I, uh, I, I realized today that the, the announcement tweet for Branch came out on November 8th last year. Wow. Hallmark. So, yeah, um, maybe it'd be interesting to do it around the same date. Yeah, that's, that's a really nice annual... I mean, if you don't, you're going to see that go by and kind of cringe. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's cool. Well, my birthday is November 11th, so if, if it's it's got to be done by then, <laughs> treat myself. Yeah. Um, well, cool, man. Can I share a short little anecdote? Yeah. From my week. Yeah, man. <laughs> Before we call off. Um. So I had that call with the the third potential partner. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a, there's this awkward thing that I wasn't sure if they had realized, but basically their logo is very similar to WP Pusher's logo. 
And I think I realized this like maybe two years ago or something. I didn't know about this company when I started WP Pusher. I wasn't super into WordPress at all. And I actually had a friend who doesn't, I don't think he even knows what WordPress is, did the logo. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're very similar. <laughs> <laughs> Awkwardly similar. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I had this meeting with them and they were like having these t-shirts and stuff with like this giant logo that just looks like my logo. <laughs> No way. Did you say, like, send me a T-shirt? <laughs> well, Why? first I didn't say anything. But then, like, halfway through the call, one of them brought it up. And they're like, yeah, WP Pusher. This, I like your logo. <laughs> and I'm like, are you? <laughs> um, um, yeah. So did so you the, guys? <laughs> the first thing I said was, uh, oh, you guys also have a hat. Because <laughs> everyone thinks it's a hat, even though it's a, it's a button. <laughs> nice so they thought that was funny you told the joke on the low yeah that was that was also a good way to diffuse any kind of cold hard stares (laughs) and then then the next thing i said was yeah guys i'm basically just like preparing for a acquisition over here just making a release for you guys (laughs) did he have to change much of the branding that worked really well so that's great i kind of like somehow survived the awkwardness but it was just really bad (laughs) well played that's that's great yeah just thought i would share that yeah that's good man i uh you know great great minds and all that thinking alike uh it happens it it happens i think i think it's a commentary on both of you that somebody wasn't as original as they thought yeah probably (laughs) no offense most Um, likely (laughs) so cool man cool uh i'll guess i'll see you next week can't wait man yeah by the mediterranean i think i'll I'll open a bottle of wine and then uh, we'll record a show. Yeah, we won't have very good mics, though. Uh, I'm thinking about bringing my mic. <sighs> really? Okay. <You're, laughs> I'm, I'm looking at mine going, yeah, okay, maybe I can find a, I need to find a portable mic that, before then that's not a beast. Worst case, we'll share. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> that, that might be weird, but we'll figure it out. Anyway, (laughs) cool, man. Sounds good. Have a great weekend and enjoy it. You too, man. Take care. Bye. Bye.